1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard Celtic crash out of Europe But the board are sticking by manager Neil Lennon Rangers will have to wait and see their progression After being pegged back in a two-all draw with Benfica And Scotland women are on Euro qualification duty Without head coach Shelley Kerr I'm Gordon Duncan Joining me tonight is Jim Duffy and Hugh Evans. Last Saturday night Gordon After the draw with Hibbs, You asked me about the Celtic manager's position And I said if Celtic are going to do it Do it now or forever hold your peace Today they have apparently opted for the second option All is well between Neil Lennon, Dermot Desmond, Peter Lawwell It is for the Celtic fans to decide whether that is the right or the wrong course of action to take All I'll say to you Gordon is that after last night's result And the performance that Celtic gave in Prague I am surprised today that the manager's still in the job Quite night Jim, anything you want to discuss? Well, I certainly don't think. I, I, I'm not surprised that he's still in the job. Um, you know, again, you know, the, the two European performances have been really poor, and there has been some obviously league performances as well. But you know, I think that the next couple of weeks there's some big, big games still coming up for Celtic, particularly uh, the cup final in a couple of weeks' time, and and I, I Celtic are huge favourites for that. So that to me could be a defining moment in the season. As far as Rangers are concerned, I mean, they're playing some fantastic football. I saw most of the game last night, uh, Gordon. Obviously, they had a crazy five minutes, but take that away. They were very, very good. And an exceptional goal again by Khmer Roof. Not just the finish, the build-up, the link-up play, uh, you know, real quality. So Rangers, and uh, you know, brimming with confidence just now. Celtic, the complete opposite. 0141 That's the number you need to get in touch with the panel And let them know what is on your mind I've got a funny feeling I know what's on the minds of many of you out there But I'm always open to be surprised So give us a call or tweet us at Clyde SSB Hugh Keevans How far has this gone in the eyes of the Celtic fans do you think? We're going to hear from some of them We can't speak on behalf of all of them what, what what percentage, if you were to guess, are, are unhappy that the manager's still in a job? Um, probably 50%, uh, with 50% going the other way. When uh, the Green Brigade put out the infamous banner, uh, I can imagine older Celtic supporters saying, they don't speak for me. Uh, and you'll always have that kind of split among the fans. But I just think this is a season that has fallen into serious disrepair. Ten in a row is slipping away. Celtic out of two European competitions, conceding eight goals to a bang average side from the Czech Republic. Uh, All is not well, clearly not well. And according to Neil Lennon, Peter Lawwell and uh, Dermot Desmond have told him that they're obviously not happy with the way things are, but they are not of a mind to change the manager. Jim, we know the... Potentially positive case that, that you can build for Celtic If they win mm-hmm. their games in hand They're only five points behind Rangers They could win the Scottish Cup before then mm-hmm. as well On the other hand Two wins in nine mm-hmm. Which I think speaks for itself In the eyes of many Celtic fans And perhaps more alarmingly 21 goals conceded in the last nine games Just for a bit of context mm-hmm. It took them the first 30 games of the season mm-hmm. Last season to, to concede 21 goals They've done it in a nine game period No I mean There's an awful lot Just now Not going right For Celtic There's no doubt about it As you mentioned there The goals against Column Is, is, is shocking 
um, for for Celtic. And I think another manager may well have felt uh, you know the the, the axe coming down. Uh, but I think Neil Lennon, because of what he's done at the club previously and coming back the second time, taking over from um, Brendan Rodgers, you know, really on a hiding to nothing, but managed to win every trophy still. Um, you know, I, I think that um, he, you know, if you want to call it, you know, really came in at a difficult time for Celtic uh, and, and and you know, guide the team uh, to, to success. And that's probably bought him a little bit more time. And I think rightfully so. I think he deserves a little bit more time. A lot of people disagree with me, but that's, I, I believe that not, not an indefinite amount, but I do think a little bit more time. Let's hear from the man in question then Neil Lennon says he has the full support of Chief Executive Peter Lowell And major shareholder Dermot Desmond The three had a Zoom meeting After the team crashed out of the Europa League last night It was a second 4-1 defeat against Sparta Prague In the space of a couple of weeks It's also it's increased the pressure Celtic as you know 11 points behind in the title race But the manager's confident they can turn it around I'm trying to find solutions to what we can do better You know, not just with the first team But all around the club and, uh, you know, it was a very productive conversation and um, I have their full support. We're not happy with the way things have gone over recent uh, weeks. And I am the head of the football department. I'm the face of the club and Peter's the chief executive and Dermot's the main shareholder. So, you know, they've been with me since day one. And, you know, through the good times, we're going through what would be perceived a, a bad time at the minute. And, um, you know, they feel the need to offer up you know, suggestions, uh, ideas, and vice versa for me. They're not happy about things, there's no question. They're honest about things as well. But they've, um, you know, they believe in me and I believe in them and I believe in the process. Here we go, 0141-951-1025. Jerry is a Celtic fan, first up tonight, calling from Yorkshire. Jerry, how would you describe your feelings as a Celtic fan tonight? Oh, we're the start called today. I'm astounded that we can up today. Uh, Neil Lennon is still, still, still in a job. A different board, if he calls Celtic. I'm, I'm going to go back all the way back to actually Brendan Rogers' time at uh, Athens. We've been on the downslide since Athens, and it's got even worse with appointment of Neil Lennon. The recruitment is shocking. I think Peter Lawwell has too much influence for recruitment. I think we need a total shake up upstairs at Celtic. I think we need a Director of football and a head coach. Neil Lennon's management his style of management is not working. He cannot put his stamp in the team. He cannot fix or repair the problems on the pitch. We are one of the worst coached teams in the country. And I will say this, Gavin Strachan, four years experience of League One football and he's suddenly working with the best players in Scotland, Champions League players, international players. We have be- I, I will put my hat on it saying we have better coaches in our academy than, than Gavin Strachan and Neil Lennon. This is going to cost us. Neil Lennon is alienating the players and, and, and what's going to happen is Peter Lowell is alienating the fans from the club if he doesn't make a decision. Well, he has made a decision <laughs> And the decision is to keep Neil Lennon on uh, But I think that will only run Until the game against Rangers At Ibrox on the 2nd of January I, I, I think if Celtic lost that game um, It would take a brave man To think they could still win 10 in a row After that And the, the, the ramifications of losing there I think would be quite significant 
We're in bizarre times Neil Lennon's one cup final against Hearts Away from being only the fourth manager in Celtic's history To have won the treble After Jock Steen, Martin O'Neill, Brendan Rodgers So he's one game away from entering folklore But I cannot dismiss all that Jerry says Because the season has gone into free fall Two wins in nine, 11 points behind Rangers I'm really not interested in games in hand Because at the moment You can't talk about games in hand The way Celtic are playing with two wins in nine So here we have it On one hand he's on the cusp of history And entering folklore And on the other hand Jerry is saying He's not even a good coach Jerry, And you've made it clear what you want to happen But did you expect Neil Lennon to still be in a job tonight? But, but, well, no, he's certainly not resigned because he's in his dream job. He'll never, never get a job like this again. If Neil Lennon ever leaves Celtic again, he would end up in England League One or League Two. Neil Lennon knows this. This, this is, is never, nothing's better than us. Even though he's going through a crisis just now, he's never. He knows he's never going to get a job with Celtic ever again. Brendan Rodgers left Celtic to go to Leicester. If Neil Lennon was to leave Celtic, he would end up at Blackpool or Fleetwood Town if he's lucky. And I, can I say something to Jim Duffy, please? Go for it. There you go, Jerry. Jim. Yeah. Uh, I read uh, Kelvin Wilson's uh, comments mm-hmm. uh, t- t- a couple of days ago regarding when he was at Celtic. He only worked on shape once or twice while the whole his whole time at Celtic. Mm-hmm. I find that staggering, embarrassing, unbelievable. A club at Celtic, he's only worked in shape once or twice mm-hmm. during his time. Kelvin Wilson at Celtic. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, listen, you know, in terms of, you know, players coming out and saying that, you know, what they worked on and what they've done, you know, every every club has their own, you know, um, philosophy, if you want to call that, their own coaching style, um, their own preparation. Um, you know, there, there's been many, many cases where they've been very unorthodox, but very successful. And also there's been ones who have, you know, people say meticulous planning and still haven't been successful. So, you know, I don't think you can just... It's not written in stone, Jerry. That if you if you you know do a, a game plan, for instance, get up to a specific game, that it's going to always work. I do agree in one aspect that the game has changed. Of course, it mm. has, and particularly in the last five years or, or so, uh, you know the, st- the style of coaching, the you know the, the man management style. There is more of a a head coach aspect of it. But you know, the, you mentioned recruitment. You mentioned certain coaches. I, I, you can't blame Gavin Strachan or any other coach individually. I think, as I said, there's a combination of things. Um, but recruitment is, is definitely recent recruitment hasn't been as successful. Celtic have over the last ten years or so had some fantastic successes, um, but that this this mm. particular group of players it hasn't been quite as successful. I I, I take that on board. But I still think the players have to take a degree of responsibility. Um, Hugh was saying before we came in, I think there was it seven or eight players that played against Lazio, yeah. I think, last year. Played, um, played last night. Play, uh, played last night yeah. and won against Lazio. So, you know, you know that's a, that's a good nucleus of that team there. So there's something significantly wrong, but it's not down to just one specific area. Yeah, I mean, Hugh, to get yourself in a situation where you go from complete domestic dominance and relative European success... To crashing out with two games to spare uh-huh. Trailing your rivals by that points gap And having 
Two wins in nine It has to be more than one thing It can't be just Neil Lennon It can't be just the recruitment It can't be just individual mistakes You know, It, it surely has to be a, a combination of them all But it's up to Celtic fans to decide What they think is, is the biggest of those factors Yeah of course But without doubt you're correct That it has to be a combination of factors But I, I must say I'm finding it laughable This talk of refitting Lennox Town To create an area where the players can get to know each other You've just I mean, stolen my thunder I was going to play that in a minute well, Anyway, on you go uh, You know, that that just smacks of deflection for me You know, that the, 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 they are together They're a football team They're, they're together every day um, You cannot argue the season has fallen into serious disrepair However, if Peter Lawwell, Dermot Desmond Decide to show an act of faith to the manager and leave him in place, then for me, it is an act of faith on an industrial scale right now. If it comes off, it's the best act of faith in the history of Scottish football. Let's bring in Davy and Parkhead and see how he's feeling tonight. Davy, sum it up for us. Uh, well, I phoned uh, a few weeks ago after the Rangers result, and I think I said then uh, I was a bit. Disappointed how easy it was for Rangers to to, uh, to beat us, and even then, a full team. I didn't think we were capable of, of getting a result. But I think I, I just have to look at the recruitment policy. We're spending the best part of twenty million quid on players who can't even get a game in the first team. And uh, you know, like the panel, there's something wrong at Parky. There's something seriously wrong, and a, and a good team can't you can't just be bad overnight. In the space of three months, we went for champions. We know a bad track record. Uh, in Europe after the Lazio uh, results and then contrary that to where we are at rock bottom I mean I'm no calling for Lee, Neil Lennon said but there's something seriously rang up there something seriously rang but, So you, just on that last comment then you're happy enough with, with Neil Lennon staying in the job at the moment yeah? I'm, I'm not saying I'm happy with Neil Lennon staying in the job because I don't think he's going to get uh, uh, enough out of the players to turn that around I just can't see it but I don't think even another manager coming in, he's still going to be left with that nucleus of that team and the duds that they're basically signed for, for, for that amount of money. He's not going to turn that around. It doesn't matter who comes in, they're not going to be able to turn that around in the space of a couple of months. Yeah, I mean, Jim Duffy, Celtic's defending clearly is one of the, the major talking points at the moment. We mentioned the start, 21 conceded in the last nine games. Now that defence started the season with Barkas and Duffy and then Barkas and Duffy weren't up to it so, so Baines came in and Beaton's played back there in, in Julian and then at the weekend it was sort of concluded by everyone well Frimpong's just not a defender so let's get El Hamed in we'll look more solid if we do that mm-hmm. Greg Taylor's gone out Laxalt's come in once you start having mm-hmm. problems that are bigger than all of that that's then when it comes back to the manager I'm sure you you yeah. will know over the years yeah, I mean, listen, just about every player that you mentioned there has been responsible for a goal or goals individually, first and foremost. People always say the, collect- the collective, but whether it's been a, a sloppy ba- uh, pass back or, you know, just a misunderstanding or whatever, elementary errors, if you want to call it, very basic errors, all of those players have been responsible for at least one of the goals you mentioned over recent, uh, recent months. And a, cu- a couple of months ago, you know, everyone was on about the, the, the system. Oh, they're playing 3-5-2. They've got to change it back to a mm. 4. They've got to get this guy in, this guy out. Everyone's got their opinions. But no, nothing has is, is, is been solved by changing that. I think now, Neil Lennon's got to, as I, I said a week or so ago, just take a little bit of stock and say, right, I've got to stick with a back four now. If 
I'm, I'm saying a back four It could be a back three But whatever he believes Is his strongest unit And and has to stick with him And and maybe even tell the players Say listen you're going to, Unless you get injured You're going to be my team For the next four, five, six games Because it's chopping and changes Trying to find solutions You heard on his interview earlier on He's saying Oh look we need to try and find it But mm. I think just changing the team All the time And trying all the permutations Hasn't worked mm. So for me Get your your belief in what you think is your best defensive unit and stick to it and work on it in a in a daily basis at training. Take your back four or your two midfield players or whatever it is a bit away and just work on them. Repet- repetition every day for the next period of time until you feel more confident that they understand what you're looking for. The problem is, Hugh, the bit that I would imagine reflects poorly on, on Neil Lennon or the coaching or whatever it may be. Is that the volume of goals oh. And the nature of them Suggests that there must be something Structurally wrong Rather than just individual mistakes Well how would a professional Explain away Sparta Prague's second goal last night You know the, the, And the, the part that Christopher Iyer Christopher Julian And Scott Bain played in it How would you begin to describe that And then with the time to get to the fourth goal They've all charged up the park uh, and when Bain comes 30 yards off his line The next Celtic guy he sees is Callum McGregor Not a defender in sight And it's a shambles And unfortunately for the Celtic fans It's been shambolic over the last nine games With only two mm. wins And everything now Is about the month of December Leading to Ibrox on January 2 As I say, if Rangers beat Celtic on January 2 no one need try to practice delusion of any kind It's done Davey you've already said you are Not happy with Neil Lennon But you're content enough that he remains In his position What are your thoughts on, on the players then Do they need to take more responsibility I think it's a bit of both I mean, most, I mean Lennon can't be devoid Any responsibility far from it And I think his excuses are kind of running thin A wee bit but I think you just have to look at your problems that have been in defence and have been in defence for the last two seasons. This isn't something that just cropped up. Um, and I just think they've put money into a, a, a midfielders and forwards instead of looking at the defence and, and beefing the defence up. But I think Lennon is on borrowed time, no doubt about it. And I think probably in the next couple of weeks, I think he has to go for it as he get a result. Okay, Davian Parkhead, thank you. 01419511025. More where that came from after the travel. Number one for football in Glasgow and the West. 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Jim Duffy and Hugh Keevens are here. Lots of reaction coming in, and that's an understatement to Celtic's defeat last night and the press conference from Neil Lennon today, where he was telling everyone he's got the backing of Peter Lowell and Dermot Desmond. Kevin Curran says that's not the issue here. Whether they believe in you or not, the support don't, and more importantly, the players. Clearly don't um, Kia also says I'm glad someone does Neil Lennon out of his depth On so many levels So not a lot of love out there uh, On Twitter at the moment But we're here on the phones 0141951 uh, Let's bring in James In Blantyre How did you feel James When, when you heard Neil Lennon today At the press conference saying You, you know he's got the backing of the board Absolutely got it Terrible You still there? I'm still there. I'm just letting you go. I'm, I'm, I'm no, letting you run. I just, I absolutely got that. Just he needs to go. I mean, uh, let, let let me ask you and Jim something, right? Go for it. See if Celtic, see if Celtic beat Hearts 
in the Scottish Cup final, last season Scottish Cup final, and they won the quad. Do you think the Celtic fans are still going to be happy? Do you think we're going to say, fuck it's alright? No, we're still not going to be happy. No, obviously you celebrate a cup win of um, any description, but no, I, I understand what you're talking about, James. This whole season is, was unique uh, because of this 10 in a row business. And perhaps it's had an effect on New Lenn, perhaps it's had an effect on the players. It certainly had a, an effect on the supporters and it's a negative effect because they can see it disappearing and they're not happy about that. Uh, and I think everything is seen through the prism of 10 in a row. Uh, and I think the Celtic supporters are shocked by just how quickly it has come into jeopardy. And remember, the Celtic supporters bought all their virtual season tickets. They've given Celtic hundreds of thousands of pounds knowing they wouldn't be inside Celtic Park to see the matches. So they're speaking from... Uh, Pardon me? It's the same for us all. It's the same for the Rangers fans as well. Yeah, yeah, of course. But you're, you're, you're asking about Celtic and I'm saying that the Celtic fans had their act of faith. They gave Celtic their money knowing they might not get inside Celtic Park for the season. And they're disappointed at how it's turned out. Uh, and they've looked at the, the, the performance of the team. They looked last night. The £5 million goalkeeper is on the bench. A Yeti, the £5 million striker, is on the bench and doesn't get on. Shane Duffy, £2 million in a loan fee. He doesn't get anywhere near the place either. The, the Celtic fans are looking around them and they are utterly bemused on a variety of levels. James, you have to imagine the reason that Neil Lennon is still the Celtic manager is because the Celtic board don't think there's any reason to panic yet. They're looking at the league table... And thinking there are two games in hand Celtic win them It would only be five points Why would you sack a manager If he's only five points behind Why Why is that not doing it for you Why is that excuse not cutting it okay. Well see they're, they're two games in hand They're not guaranteed to win them anyway Can I, say, can I just say um, See the only thing I think Will make me And a lot of the Celtic fans happy tonight Is if our new Lennon Was to get parachuted into the celebrity jungle so all our Celtic fans could vote for him to do all the trials. I didn't think the Rangers fans would vote for that as well. well how do you how do you respond then, James? I mean, Peter Lawwell is your chief executive. Dermot Desmond is your principal shareholder. They're not happy, obviously, but they're not of a mind to get rid of Neil Lynn. How do you how would you speak to them if they were here instead of Jim Duffy and me? I would just tell them to open their eyes. It's clearly, it's clearly not working It's clearly not working James can I just ask you Just hypothetically If Celtic won all their matches Up until the Rangers game And it's still You know they get Including the I know the, the other games You know but let's just say that um, You know they won the cup final And they won all the league games So they go to the, the Rangers game at Ibrox uh, With the same uh, deficit would you then still think that you just don't think that Neil Lennon's the man? Would you still think that, you know, we'd, we'd like him to leave? Or would you say that game could be a turning point? No, I would, I would still like him to leave. You, you're asking a hypothetical question, right, uh, Jim? Yeah. But the truth is, Celtic are not going to win all their games up until the Rangers game. Mm-hmm. I mean, anybody can see that. Well, there really would be something uh, wrong, James, yeah. because they'll get St Johnston next weekend. Kilmarnock, both at Celtic Park, 
Then we've got Ross County at Celtic Park Hamilton Ackies away Dundee United at Celtic Park uh, Before they play Rangers There'd be something very, very wrong If Celtic didn't get full points out of that It's certainly winnable from, from Celtic's perspective Hugh, I wonder if fixtures like that bring their own unique pressure then Peter Lowell Dermot Desmond have made it pretty clear they're standing by Neil Lennon would failure to win any of those games change that given how winnable they are? Uh, yes it, it would have to I mean you, you you have to bear in mind that you, you want supporters to continue buying their season tickets and everything else associated with the club if Celtic were to lose to St Johnston Kilmarnock Ross County Hamilton Ackies or Dundee United uh and Rangers did not lose any games mm. in the in the corresponding period. That's it finished. Never mind going to Ibrooks, it's finished. Uh, so if that happens, that has to change the the context of Hugh, what the, we're the, discussing. Would you then think then though, but if you look at those fixtures as well, without being disrespectful to that, that group of teams then, that if if the board were at any time thinking of a change, this would have been the ideal time then yeah. to change because any new manager who come in would look at that series of fixtures and think, well, I can go off to an unbelievable mm-hmm. start here I, and get the fans on side. So yeah. I, I don't think I don't think either Peter Lowell or them have had any I'm not saying I've known any thoughts, but I, I think they've they've made it quite clear in, in, in looking at it. And I think Celtic fans, as disappointed as they are, as frustrated, as angry, all these things, I think they have to get behind the manager just now and get behind the team because uh, there's no fans in the stadium to generate you know that if you want to call it the love for the team mm. but the pressure is already there and I think that they're going to have to you know not not saying that they're, they're, they're delighted about it of course, of course or not and they shouldn't be but I think they're going to have to show a bit of solidarity and get behind them James thank you very much 01419511025 that was James in Blantyre let's hear a bit from Stephen Gerrard he says he's happy to take the positives despite letting a two goal lead slip last night he says he's proud of how his players showed up against what he thinks is a Champions League team I think when you get yourself in a position like we did similar to a couple of weeks ago I think you're always going to be slightly frustrated of course but uh, I think when the emotion settles uh, I think it'll be a positive result I think it's a fair result over the 90 minutes I even felt at 2-0 we probably didn't deserve to be two in front. Um, I didn't feel like we had total control of the game. Um, and, you know, taking into consideration, we're playing a, a real top team here who probably shouldn't be in the Europa League or the Champions League side, in my opinion. Um, of course, at 2-0, um, we're slightly frustrated we never got the qualification done. Um, but look, we're playing against top players and a top team. And I thought they found some weaknesses in our performance towards the end of the game when we tired. And um, we paid for it. But, you know, I'll certainly go away and take the positives over the two games against Benfica because where we're at as a team to compete with Benfica over two games is a big positive for me. Let's bring in Alan, who's a Rangers fan from the Gorbals. How do you look back on that last night, Alan? Um, I was very, very happy. Before the game, I'd have taken a draw any day. Um, But obviously, the last 10 minutes was obviously disappointing for Rangers. But, I mean, overall, um, the structure, the way we're playing is just... Is unbelievable. The defence is so strong. Um, I just see a lot of good in Rangers this this season. I really do. Um, I think it's going to be hard for teams to stop Rangers against another clean sheet, no defeats, just on fire. I'd I'd like to ask a question actually, if you don't mind. You mean last night wasn't a clean sheet though? No, well, I mean it was. Uh, I get we didn't get beat, so we didn't get beat. I mean, sorry. No, that's fine. What was your question? Sorry. Uh, I would like to ask, um, how would you start on 11 of the Rangers' first team now? How many Celtic players would you think get into it now? 
the way they're playing at the moment. Well, so obviously, starting ten, eleven, sorry. Obviously, the way they're playing at the moment, very, very few. Uh, but uh, and I do understand the need to rub Celtic's noses in it if you're a Rangers supporter, because you would ten years of people rubbing your nose in it. Uh, but uh, you know. That's the thing. I mean, if you're talking current form, you yeah. couldn't really make a case for any, could you? Let's, no. Is that no, is that no, fair? certainly not. Not many. I mean, if, 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 if you'd be lucky if it was one or two, and, and that tells you how it's flipped. Because in the last seasons, as, as you said, yeah, you six, know, was, six months ago, I think uh, your yeah, answer would have been very different. Yeah, yeah. You, you know, you pretty much pick every 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 Celtic player, and there's maybe the only odd. I think even last year, someone asked that question. I think. You know, there was there was a debate um, when Alan McGregor was doing so well before I think Fraser Foster was signed. But but since then, yeah, I mean Rangers have been so strong in every department, and that's borne out by the fact is, you know, the the performances I've had. But you know, I think that you know last night there was just Stephen Gerrard said they said they saw a little weakness here and there, so there's still things you can improve upon. I think, in my opinion, uh, James Tavernier is probably the best player in Scotland so far this year. I think he's been absolutely immense. But that wee weakness came in last night. The cross ball comes in. It was like an attentive a challenge. You should really be going to mm. a real aggressive clearance. And if he does that, they don't get the first goal. So there, there are wee, you know, slight moments in there. But overall, Rangers have been magnificent. As I said before, the, the goal they scored was superb. That's why I think, Jim, that the Celtic supporters are getting tetchier and tetchier, mm-hmm. which they're entitled to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, but part of it is that while they're watching their team go in a downward spiral, mm-hmm. uh, they know. They now know There's no attempt To mock Rangers now mm-hmm. They now know What they're dealing with And what they're dealing with Is a very good side I said when The, 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 the day that the, the, the sections were drawn I said that Rangers Would win the group And Celtic wouldn't qualify Now As we all know I don't get very much right But <laughs> But But I've got that one right And That's the problem for Celtic That As well as their own concerns And there are many They're looking at Rangers And thinking this is the real deal here Alan that must fill you With a great degree of optimism That, that it takes The level of, of Benfica To expose some of Rangers Weaknesses Because it's not something We've, we've really seen or, or come close to seeing Domestically so far Well it's like you say If you went back a couple of years ago And there's no chance That Rangers would have beat A team like that last night Just no chance And it just goes to show How much they have come Over the last couple of years Last year they were a bit better This year they're just They're miles ahead this year Than they were last year And the year before etc and obviously, they think that's down to Stephen Gerrard. I mean, you can see the way they play, their pattern. It's just, it's a different game altogether. I mean, Malera's is not scoring because of the, there's, there's that many players now who are scoring. Um, it's just a, a complete different game of football they're playing, and and I, and I love it. I just love the way they're playing at the moment, and that may continue. It's quite an easy conclusion to draw. I think we've been here before. Mm. Similarly, and I know people will argue about mm. the, the levels of opposition. But when Celtic mm. played Lille. Um, and then Rangers first game against Benfica It's mm-hmm. one of those at full time You're probably really frustrated mm-hmm. Chance missed Once you wake up You look back on it You see the standard of opposition You see it's, it's a good result And Rangers mm-hmm. now Jim Very much mm-hmm. in the driving seat to qualify Yeah level, level points Like with Benfica 8-8 eight, eight, and, eight, and I think they'll really need a point So against is it standard edge next game So but you know Listen you know the, the games were fantastic games As I said they, You know there was so much good football Played in them um, you know, as I just said, unfortunately, these type of games, you know, deserve deserve a, a, a full house. Um, but from Rangers' point of view, yeah, there has been significant um, progress. But I also think, you know, Alan's point out to get better and better. That's because the board had patience. Uh-huh. I mean, Stephen Gerrard last year, 
you know, they 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 they, they completely, you know, literally went after you know the the, the break. And they, they were really quite poor up until the mm. league finish and, and getting knocked out in the cups, getting with, with Hearts, you know, with Aberdeen, you know, not not anywhere near Celtic. But you know, a lot a lot of fans and boards <laughs> would have been 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 calling for a manager's head at a club like Rangers, but they didn't. They stopped by him. They they stayed faithful to him, and they believed in the direction he was going. The opposite is happening at this moment in Neil Lennon. He is needing. That patience, he's needing that understanding and that belief that he is the right guy mm. to take the club forward. But from Rangers' point of view, no, they're they're in top class form. Thank you to Alan from Gorbals. Michael has got some thoughts about Neil Lennon's press conferences. We're going to hear from Michael next. Taking your calls on Scottish football. 0141-951-1025. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Hugh Keevans is here Jim Duffy's alongside him And they're both waiting patiently For you to get in touch And let them know What is on your mind You can call us You can also tweet as well At Clyde SSB What have we got over there uh, The Celtic Ray podcast says The decision by Lowell and Desmond Not to sack Lennon Is bordering on negligence Lennon's a great Celtic man However Celtic are shambles on the park Clueless in the dugout And gutless in the boardroom This is sackable form In any season Never mind this one well, I go back to it. This is an act of faith on the part of Dermot Desmond and Peter Lawwell. It is an act of faith on an industrial scale. Uh, if it works, they're the smartest guys in town. If it doesn't work, the fans will take it out on them. Are they wrong to exercise this act of faith in, in your mind then, given what you said at the weekend? Given the, the, the money that Dermot Desmond has pumped into Celtic for 25 years... Um, it's his ball to play with And if that's the way he mm-hmm. thinks it should go Then who am I But I started the programme by saying Given the result and the shambolic performance I'm slightly surprised he's still in the job Let's bring in Michael Who's a Celtic fan on the line What's jumping out for you at the moment Michael I know there's a lot to take in But what have you what have you got for us? Yeah. And I used to stay in Cardano Chuck Evans and you know that I used to ring the Daily Record. Is that that's why, isn't it, Hugh? Uh, yeah, yeah. If you say so, Michael. Let's not worry yeah, about that, Michael. What's your but, point? Remember, to make? no. Just the reason I'm saying that, Hugh, is because a, a Rangers guy said he didn't think I was a Celtic fan a couple of weeks ago, and I was I was laughing my head off. And I read your Daily Record podcast because I used to I used to like phoning into the Daily Record, but obviously I can't anymore because of the pandemic and that. But my um, my qualm, qualms tonight is, guys, is I think Neil Lennon's very, very... I think we've lost Michael. We were getting a bit of a history lesson on, on when um, when he used to call you up at the, the record or something, Hugh. Um, what I did catch before he went was he doesn't like Neil Lennon's press conferences. So the performances and, yeah. and the thing that, you know, the, the management side, that, that's one thing. But then Neil Lennon's reactions or explanations are not doing it for Michael. Can you understand that? Um he does say things that you wish he had not said, Neil Lennon. Um, being an old hack, I wrote down what he said after the game last night. Uh, he started off by saying that uh, Celtic didn't deserve to lose 4-1. Don't bother telling the Celtic fans that. They're still very upset you have lost 4-1. Don't tell them that the score was a mirage because it wasn't. He also used the word superb in connection with the second half well, if you go from 2-1 to 4-1 in the second half, don't tell anyone it was superb either. Uh, so he has to be careful. Uh, the previous uh, game that Celtic played uh, against Hibs and Drew, 
uh, you know, again, he, he spoke about Celtic controlling the game and uh, then he went in after the players saying that they were lazy and the, the attitude had to be better, not doing the nuts and bolts. You know, he's very quick to do in the players. Uh, and then after last night, he spoke about a lack of unity. Well, there'll be a lack of unity if the players keep getting told that they're lazy and their attitude's bad. What do you, you make know? of that, Jim? Because I, I wonder if you... What 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 school you subscribe to? Because some people will say, well, you know, players should be able to, to hear that, but then other people say, well, but what if they can't? And, and then where do you go from there? Yeah, you get the other side of the coin where you, if you if you try and praise them, you know, and, and try to, to tell them that they're better... I mean, the, the the school of psychology will tell you, you know that you know try and give you know try and give positive messages rather than negative messages. As Hugh said, one week, you know, you're getting a kick in the backside. Next minute, it's the arm round the shoulder, and 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 that's maybe the, the route he's been going. No one to be too critical because he knows anything like that is going to be, you know, kind of banner headlines. Um, so I think that um, it's, he is he is in a, a bit of a, a, a quandary at this moment in time. You know, there's a few people have said to me they don't think that he's quite as as much fire in his belly. Oh. You know, I think that, you know, obviously you all know that I had a bit of a run in with Neil, and and that kind of anger and you know kind of you know, I suppose desire commitment call what mm. you like, fire there was there for everyone to see, and I don't know it's because it's you know there's no fans there or whatever it happens to be, but he does seem a little bit more subdued than he normally is, and I think he's just got to be himself. I think he's got to be himself. I think like everything else. Yeah, either are a success or a failure, but be yourself, and, that, and that's mm. that's the one thing I, I I think at this moment in time he's he's trying to keep everyone on side, and I, and I don't think that's mm. possible. You know, he said something when you played a clip earlier on, Gordon, uh, where he said uh, he's the head of the football department mm. uh, at what is perceived to be a bad time. Mm. Well, yeah, it's very easily perceived. It is a bad time. Two wins in nine. Out of two European competitions, 11 points behind Rangers, that's not mm. perceived to be a bad time. It is a bad time. For what it's worth, Jim, my money was still on you that night, but I kind of have to say that, don't I? Uh, yeah. Let's bring in Barry, who's in Barhead tonight. Barry, sum up your feelings for us. Absolutely flabbergasted that he's still in a job, guys. I honestly cannot believe that he's still in a in, in, in job. But my, my main point is, um, I'd love to know, that they had a Zoom call today, the three of them, Neil Lennon, uh, Dermot Desmond and Peter Lawwell and Neil Lennon basically said that um, they were offering his support and anything that they could do What I'm sorry, I'm, I'm kind of missing the point what can they possibly do to turn around Celtic's fortunes in this there is nothing there, there isn't, the transfer window's not opened you can't go out and spend millions what, what can they possibly do to make this change other than change the manager well they're going to build a nice lounge where they can all get to know each other Oh go uh, on then I'll just play it I was going to save it For later on uh, Neil Lennon um, Has talked about The players suffering A lack of confidence And so on He says they're going to Do what they can To fix that well, We're trying to You know Do some refitting Here at Lennox Town To create an area Where they can Sort of like a lounge area If you want to call it that Where they can Relax after training We don't have that Amenity at the minute With the way things are You know The The dressing rooms Are split up yeah, you know, the eating times are split up, so sometimes they don't see each other other than being out on the training ground. And that's that's a very difficult thing to do. Um so we are looking at, you know, different ways of trying to knit them all together in a obviously socially distanced environment and 
sort of get to know each other and, and spend a bit more time with each other than what they're doing at the minute. So that's one area where we can sort of look to help them out with. And in terms of the psychological side of it, it's just confidence, you know, basically what I was touching on really, you know, compared to, you know, the Europe World we had last year, there's just, um, I think a few of them are just lacking in a little bit of confidence at the minute. What do you think, Barry? Is that the type of thing that could make a difference, do you think? Is that no clutch? I'm sorry, guys. Does that no? Does that no insult your intelligence? That answer, yeah. really, honestly, does that no insult your intelligence? An answer like that. I, I think Barry, a, a, the, the... a team. I'm sorry, Hugh. A team full of internationals, and he comes up with that. I'm sorry, guys. That is pathetic. I understand that. I'm agreeing with you. I think that's camouflage, um, because. Uh, as recently as last Saturday He told us that the, the defenders were lazy And the, the other players had a bad attitude Now it's psychological uh, He'll need to make his mind up If they've got time to go into a lounge They should forego that time And they should go back out on the training field So that they can avoid The, the shambolic goals That were given away last night in, in Prague like, I mean Jim you know what it, mm-hmm. it, it probably is easy to scoff right Because behind mm-hmm. the scenes clubs Clubs do these things They, they, they make minor mm. tweaks and, and, and hope that it's going to Impact things Having said that Where Celtic are at Fans like Barry And I, I'm, mm. I'm looking at Twitter I, I get the impression The fans just aren't really interested You know mm. if, if that's going on behind the scenes Great But when The comment last night mm. We didn't deserve to lose 4-1 We're refitting things at Lennox Town Even if those things are valid mm. At the moment Celtic fans just don't seem to be interested Yeah I mean for me Those are the type of things You just got on way in the background And see if you won the next 10 games in a row You can maybe mention it You can maybe say 10 games ago We changed the you know the system up at Lennox Town And we got a bit more Kind of camaraderie in amongst the players And so on and so forth And we think that might have impact It's like going for a night out when you know, The old go-kart or paintball yeah, or whatever Yeah I used to go for all these sort of things and Or just dinner And get all the players together And all these sort of things So there's a number of things that Teams have you know tried over the years. The biggest thing is winning football matches. That brings players together. That brings camaraderie. That brings togetherness. There is no doubt about it. You start winning matches, everyone thinks, "Oh, I've got a great dressing room." Mm-hmm. You know, that's just the way it is. You don't win ma- matches, people think there's a descent in the uh, descent in the rank. So it's it's a, it's get winning football matches. How they do it, I think all that other stuff I think should have been kept. In house I don't think I'm with Barry in that one I I think It it doesn't come across great That It reminds me of the time They brought beanbags in here Revolutionised the place Honestly (laughs) What what a difference it made to the mood And I'll tell you what Hugh If that's the way we go about things Can you imagine Not that we would ever dream of it here Of course But imagine someone tried to sack you Via Zoom You would never get on You would never find out the news That's why you stayed in a job so long You would just turn up at work that night I I have the safest employment record in Britain Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the Scottish slash football. Cheers, Barry. Catch up with you soon. 01419511025 for Beat the Pundit. Your chance to win a signed ball, but you have to get past Jim Duffy or Hugh Keevens first. 01419511025. Lines close at 7. Tackle the headlines. 01419511025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard Hugh Keevans and Jim Duffy here Waiting to take your calls 0141-951-1025 Very busy start to the show We've heard from Neil Lennon And Stephen Gerrard After a busy night of Europa League action On Thursday of course Celtic fans 
um, Very much got the managerial situation on their mind If there's anything else you think we've missed in the first hour Get your calls into us or tweet us at Clyde SSB Big weekend of football coming up as well Let's do this before we move any further Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun For the best football news and opinion online Thescottishsun.co.uk slash football Beat the pundit time, your chance to win a signed ball If you can get one over on Hugh Keevans or Jim Duffy Tonight's contestant is David from Erskine How's it going David? Very well, thanks Gordon, how's yourself? All good, can't complain, I see you're a Rangers fan as well You must be pretty happy with last night Or is there a, a bit of frustration at the way it ended? A, a, a wee bit of frustration Gordon But listen, two draws against Benfica You can't argue with that, it's a good performance Yep, fair enough. Let's toss the coin, see who you're up against, see what type of performance you get tonight. Heads, it's Hugh Tails, it is Jim Duffy. And it's Heads, it's Hugh Keevens up against David from Erskine. You would have liked Chris Burke's performance the other night, Hugh. I listened to him. Yeah. I mean, it so happens that we got the question wrong and we robbed him of a victory, but that, that, that's, that's by the by. We don't, need, we don't need to dwell on that too long. He was so nervous. Oh. So, so nervous. The guy that gets all the plaudits for. It, it, Elongating his career And he's playing at a great level And he's doing great things And he he was Wonder goals He was A wreck A a self-admitted Nervous wreck as well (laughs) Uh, But anyway You've done this many times So you'll be fine I'll give you some Clyde 2 to listen to He's given us the nod David 30 seconds on the clock Head to head with Hugh And you can pass That's all you need to know You ready? Let's get stuck in 30 seconds And your time Starts no. Name any of Celtic or Rangers goal scorers last night. Scott Arfield. Which club this week named their stadium after the late Diego Maradona? Napoli. It was confirmed today Scotland will be in which pot for the World Cup qualifying draw? Three. Which team is best known for its hedge running along the side of the pitch? Brickenside. Which team is currently top of the English Premier League? Liverpool What's the name of the football team in the film A Shot at Glory? Oh, pass Okay, let's bring Hugh Keevens back Hugh, can you hear us? You've interrupted Elvis Presley I'd, I'd, I'd throw you out of my house if you did that <laughs> How dare I? I thought you were more of a, a I thought you were more of a Leonard Cohen man I Always remember that Elvis is the king Right, okay I'll, I'll bear that in mind next time Sorry to interrupt <laughs> I'm glad I had your mic down at that point Do you want to, get, do you want to say no. it again? No, all right. It wasn't worth a repeat was it? Uh, name A Well I nearly gave you the first question Whoa. Are you ready? 30 right. seconds Time starts now Name any of Rangers or Celtics goal scorers last night Roof Which club has this week named their stadium after the late Diego Maradona? Napoli It was confirmed today Scotland will be in which pot for the World Cup qualifying? B which team is best known for the hedge running along the side of the pitch? Uh, Brechin Which team is currently top of the English Premier League? Um, Liverpool What is the name of the football team in the film A Shot at Glory? No, pass Which club has won the Scottish League Cup most recently? Aberdeen or St Mirren? St Mirren Okay, okay David, what do you think? Have you done enough? Oh, I think it might be a tie, Gordon I think it might be a tie oh, Let's find out You know, we've got a few different Producers that work on the questions and so on And I can always tell who's made them up Because there's one in particular And I'm going to raise this with him Who just makes the questions really, really long Extremely <laughs> long And it means we don't get through quite as many So I'll be having words um, in the coming days Right, name any of Rangers or Celtics scorers last night You had the choice of Eduard Roof or Arfield You both got one of them, so one all Which clubs this week named their stadium after the late Diego Maradona? It is Napoli You both got that 
Uh, I couldn't help but chuckle at this one, Hugh, because the pots for the World Cup draw are numbered, and you mm. went for B. You like, couldn't have been more wrong. Yeah. E, even if you had got the corresponding letter, I might have felt a bit more sympathy for you. It's pot three. Um, so, David is one in front at this stage. Which team is best known for the hedge running alongside the pitch? It's Breakin City, you know it well. Jim Duffy. Which team is currently top of the English Premier League, David? You said Spurs, but you led with Liverpool, and I need to take your first answer. Luckily for you, though, Hugh got it wrong as well, so you stay one in front. This was David's last question, so it's going to be tense here. What is the name of the football team in the film A Shot at Glory? I'd never have got that, Jim. No. I, I mean, I, I remember the, the really bad film with Alan yeah. McCoy and Robert Duval of all people. Yeah. Kilmocky FC. Oh, Kilmocky. Never got that. John McVeigh as well, wasn't it? Would you have known that, David, with a bit more time, no? No, now that you've said it, I know it. Kilmocky. 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 Right, so David's one in front, and only Hugh got to the last question, so he needs this. To seal a dramatic equaliser it's, it's Aberdeen Not St Mirna You messed up 50, My, 50 my big you. moment Which club has won The Scottish League Cup Most recently Aberdeen or St Mirren There's only a year in it But it is Aberdeen yeah. He got it wrong Which means the signed ball Is on its way to David And Erskine Well done sir Well done David Thank you very much Cheers guys Good man Well, well done David, David. So He got his nose in front And held on A late Keevan's onslaught Wasn't enough uh, and David holds on There we go Kilnocky FC Well actually Stephen Mill Stephen Mill's already been in touch To say it's Kilnocky Thistle I'm sure might, might, might well be the case It was still a right, rotten movie None of you got it right anyway So that's all that That's all that matters um, Okay 01419511025 um, question two Napoli Diego Maradona Hugh I just wondered oh. what Your thoughts the other night We had your old pal Archie McPherson on the yeah, phone We had yeah. George Burley The only Scot to play And manage Against the great man yeah, um, you know, when I was eight years old, my parents called me upstairs uh, to watch a young guy called Pelly. It was a 1958 World Cup final. And from that moment, I was entranced by Pelly. So for people of my excessively aged generation, uh, Pelly was the man. But Mar- Maradona, incredible talent. Uh, and when you see the scenes in Buenos Aires uh, at his funeral, um, that, that that is the definition of hysteria. So, you know, may he now find peace. Absolutely. We had some great memories on the show the other night and, and tributes coming in, but it was so busy. We were trying to do loads of other mm. things. Maybe tomorrow when we've got a bit more bit more time, mm. a bit more uh, breathing space, we can get more of you to get in touch and, and let us know. But anyway, 01419511025 on the phones. I think we're about to speak... Uh, to Billy if we can get him put through Stephen Gerrard says Benfica exploited their tiredness at the end of the game last night that's the reason they couldn't hold on but he says it's an important learning curve Listen I think what you've got to commit to that game in terms of your focus your your concentration levels and, and the work the leg work you have to put in that's what these teams do to you they, they, they work you from side to side and they keep the, the intensity up for 90 minutes and then when you make one or two little small errors, they make you pay for it. And I think that's what they did. We had to give, we had to empty the tank for 70, 75 minutes. And I thought we tired as a group. Um, and that's when we had a few complications. Um, but look, I mean, that's, that's a learning experience for, for us as a group. Um, this is the type of team that, you know, we, we, we don't really play against this level of team domestically. So we need to keep improving, keep growing, keep trying to add 
you know, better players to our group. And um, in these situations moving forward, hopefully we can we can become better and stronger towards the end of games at this level. All right, let's bring in Billy, who's a Rangers fan from East Kilbride. What about for you last night, Billy? Where are you on the happy with the point versus disappointed at, at the end of the game scale? Uh, I'm, I'm not disappointed at all, no. Uh, I think uh, our manager just summed it up well there. We're playing very, very good opposition. If I'm honest, I think uh, both games against Benfica has been two of the most freshest footballing games I've seen in a long while with both teams going toe-to-toe and playing some lovely football. So not disappointed at all. I'm happy where Rangers are sitting just now and confident that we will go through. Yeah, I mean, Jim... I, I don't want to go down that road of of blaming the wee teams for for Celtic and Rangers when when they struggle in Europe. I've, I've heard that a million times over mm-hmm. the years, and as a, a wee team supporter, it, it's quite annoying. Mm-hmm. That doesn't take away from something Stephen Gerrard said there about the, the different challenges. It is something Celtic and Rangers have had to live with over the years. He says we don't play that level of opposition domestically, and, and that's true. That's just undeniable. That, yeah. that that being able to or having to kind of switch to the different the different level and maybe the different tactical challenge and so on, it can't be always easy. No, but that's the reason why when you come to these competitions, European competition, when you get those big results, I think, you know, you know we're, we, we actually, you know, we kind of give those players the plaudits that they deserve because he's, he's absolutely right. You don't get teams coming to Ibrox and, and having Rangers on the back foot for any great period of time, moving them around as much as they did last night, as I said, having to really concentrate all the time. Rangers uh, domestically would normally dominate You know the vast majority of matches, uh, uh, home and away, but particularly at Ibrox. So, you know, listen, it was it was a, a really good game, as, as Billy said, the two games. I think I'd have been more disappointed with the first game against 10 men, because 3-1 up, I think, you're against 10 men, regardless of how good a team you are, you got to see that one out. Last night, I think that, um, you know, particularly the second goal, I thought was a brilliant goal from uh, Benfica, just the movement mm-hmm. and a little back keeler, and it opened up, and, you know, the, the, the amount of players, they flooded the box, uh, they had in that supporting area. So... You know, listen, that was a good point for Rangers last night. And again, it continues that European record, a fantastic yeah. record in Europe under Steven Gerrard. So, no, I, I wouldn't be too disappointed from last night. And as you mentioned earlier on, still a, a magnificent opportunity to not just qualify, but to win the group. Speaking of good goals, Billy, is Kamar Roof trying to do his own Europa League competition for goal of the season this year? <laughs> yeah, I think you might be right there, Gordon. Uh, it was a fantastic goal, but... Uh, it wasn't just the strike from Roof. I believe that the, the lead-up play to it from Rangers uh, is indicative of, of what uh, Mr Gerrard's got them doing this season. And it, yeah, it was a, a stunning goal, a second stunning goal in Europe. He's proving to be a very impressive signing, Hugh. And yeah. I, I can almost see where, you, where you're potentially about to go. Everything in this city becomes about compare and contrast. And, and when you look at some of some of Rangers' business this summer, it, it's it's really worked out so well, far I mean without mentioning any other team other than Rangers since Billy's on to speak about Rangers they're in the last 32 or they're one point away from being the last 32 they've got two games to get one point and go into the last 32 they've played outstanding football the two draws against Benfica are very much to their credit um, and they are building up a reputation in Europe and when the time comes and it will come when Rangers have to sell a player or two, uh, because clubs will in the in the pandemic, at the the rate at which clubs are losing money, the time will come when Rangers will offload somebody 
for good money And they're all enhancing their profile In a European context You heard Stephen Gerrard say that You know, they, they don't play teams of Benfica's level Week in, week out Well, Benfica will know they've been in the game And the rest of Europe will be observing this And observing the Kamar Roos And the Ryan Kents and Morelos And all the rest of it So it's all to the good for Rangers For the day when they sell a player for their financial benefit right, Billy what are you thinking uh, About the bigger picture And everything that's Going on at the moment then Well the bigger picture That I'm seeing And, and this might be Simplistic But I believe That the difference That we're seeing just now Is just An inbred complacency From Celtic This And I think that's been Born out of An unbal- unbalanced competition Where they've been Forward ahead Winning manufactured records And success Without real competition We've heard over for the last nine years about how this team, Celtic team, has a winning mentality, have been over the course, but we've never heard that they've got the mentality when they have a real competition and are under pressure, and we've never got to see that. A, a quick quote would be that it's easy to soar like an eagle when you're flying with crows, and I think with watching both teams just now, Rangers and Celtic, it's akin to watching the full paid up Sky package and a dodgy Dave Firestick TV. Well, you've got them all in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, we'll just uh, summarise it by saying Rangers are better than Celtic right now. Uh, and I've said before to you, Gordon, I, I believe that Rangers are capable of going from now until the end of the season without losing a game. I don't mean they'll win every game, but I think they could go from now until the end of the season without losing a game in the league. Rangers are better than Celtic. Uh, Rangers have recruited better than Celtic Uh, Rangers are in a better place than Celtic And that's the way things are at the moment Um, I I really don't have another analogy About eagles and crows (laughs) and television sets I can only offer you the summary Rangers are better than Celtic I mean, I don't quite get, uh, you know, Billy's um, other analogy of um, a manufactured um, titles and stuff like that. I don't, I don't quite, t- quite get grasp of that one. You know, um, I'm sure if, if Rangers would have won nine titles in a row, I think you'd be, you'd be singing from the rooftops. But I think that, I don't think there's complacency. I just think Rangers have improved and Celtic's regressed a little bit. I think that's that's factual at this moment in time. But things can change and I think that um, you know Rangers have to keep their foot down on the, the accelerator and keep those type of performances uh, you know to, to, to make sure that they, you know they keep they keep uh, well ahead of Celtic but I, I still I disagree a little bit with, with, with you in terms of the squad I think yeah Celtic are not playing at this moment in time but I think still think there's a there's two or three Celtic players there worth considerable amounts of money you know they're not playing at the, the high level Edward being one you know, uh, and I think Frimpong could end up being worth a lot of money. I, I still think that Cham's worth a fair bit of money. Um, you know, th- there are players there in Ayer, um, you know, when they're playing at their, their top level. They're not at this moment in time, so they're not at their peak value, but they're still, I think, players there, um, you know, that are, that are you know, worth money. But the, the biggest thing under Rangers at this moment in time is Steven Gerrard has improved, I think, every player. I think that's fair to say. I think... Like you say, James Tavernier has improved immensely. I think Glenn Kamara is one that I think a lot of Rangers fans would have thought it's a bit of a strange signing. I mean, he he has been a real surprise. Scott Arfield's came there, he's got, he's got a new lease of life. You know, there's so many players there. Ryan Jack, um, Ryan Kent, etc. So there's a lot of players there who have improved significantly, and that's always a test of a good manager. 
Billy, a pleasure. Thank you very much. That was Billy in East Kilbride. Let me tell you about this before we move on. Cash for Kids Mission Christmas. Every night I drive home from here, I see another Christmas tree here. Every night there's another one added to Dumbarton Road when I'm on my way. It's now littered with them. That tells you that it's just around the corner that time of year. And I know things are a little bit different this year, but still, in general, Christmas, of course, should be a time for families and celebration. However, the harsh reality for thousands, and I mean thousands of children across Glasgow and the West, right here on our doorstep, in our communities, it is just another day. Things that we take for granted every day never mind at Christmas some children right on our doorstep are having to go without and we want to try and make a bit of a difference uh, on Christmas day this year and, and by different I just mean small things having money in the meter a hot meal maybe even a small gift now you can help this happen by supporting Clyde One's Cash for Kids Mission Christmas this year with J&D Pierce uh, let's hear from Claire who works for the Scottish families affected by alcohol and drugs she's going to tell us the difference that your donations can make to local children this year there's been more of a strain on finances as well because children are at home more so they're not getting fed at school and they're just always looking for food and so for a lot of parents it's 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 quite a worry what how they're going to manage at Christmas and a lot of the young people that we work for and um, we support don't get very much at Christmas at all and so it's lovely to have that extra help from Cash for Kids makes a huge difference to the young people that we work with. Whatever you can spare this year It really will make a difference to children here Who need it the most If you can help Cash for Kids Go to Clyde1.com and click on Appeal 0141-951-1025 This is Scottish football's league leader Clyde One Super Scoreboard Hugh Keevans is here We almost lost Jim Duffy during the break He's still broke And I, I thought Hugh was going to have to pick him up off the floor But he's here you all right? Everything okay? Yeah. Yellow card to yeah. the stool. Listen, I was uh, I done a kind of triple salco but managed to land <laughs> on my foot. With style, as you Just can imagine. Foot. Right, 01419511025 in the phones. Let me quickly give you your full time teaser mm. tonight. Let me kick off by thanking Mikey though for sending it in. Big thanks to Mikey. He got in touch full time at Clyde1.com. If you've got a question out there or even an idea for a question and you want to hear it used on the show, that's the address you need. Full time at Clyde1.com. So Mikey says, can you name five players who have played with Rangers since 2000-2001 and have won the top tier with Rangers and they've also won a Scottish lower league at some point in their career? So we're only looking for five because I appreciate it is quite different, so difficult. The five players, since 2000-2001, they must have played for Rangers and won a top tier. But they've also won a lower league in Scotland at some point in their career. With what? another team, sorry, let me specify, with another team that wasn't Rangers. So don't mention any of the guys that, you know, kind of came through from the lower leagues. Um, had they w- have won a lower league? Yeah. Stephen Naismith? No. Maybe this season. Yeah. Nacho Novo? No. You're kind of on the right track, though. Um. So five players So Can you just start Tell us a little start But again Right okay mind, Just to start We're looking for five players yeah. Who have Played with Rangers And won the top tier Since 2000 2001 Since then okay. And they've also won A lower league title In Scotland With a team That wasn't Rangers yeah. At some point In their career Okay John Daly No um, Ian Black Nope 
I mean, some of these guys won lower leagues with Rangers, but but not with anyone yeah. else. I'm just thinking that John Dealey was Dundee United. I thought maybe they've won the league then. Um, we'll get back okay. to you. Yeah, get back yeah, to me. That's to. fine. Uh, let's bring in Bernard, who's a Celtic fan in Knightswood. How's it going, Bernard? I'm fine. Uh, uh, my name is Bernard, um, and I've supported Celtic since 1955. And unlike a lot of the uh, the people that's phoning in, and I seen I never seen a good Celtic team at that time, but we stood by them. You know, uh, we're talking there about the great player that died. Look at the great players we had: uh, Charlie Tully and Jimmy Johnson, but Jimmy Johnson and Billy McNeil, Dalglish. They all come from the junior ranks. I think that's what's wrong with Scottish football today. They're not going to the junior grounds. Now, if you look at it, last night, the Rangers team, I think there was only one Scotsman. It was the goalkeeper. I mean, Hugh, I'm sure for fans of, of Bernard's generation, they might be nodding along. I suppose they are, the reality probably is that it's just a very different game at the moment. Yeah, I mean, having watched the... I'm probably... Round about the same age as Bernard, and um, you know, junior football was the, the the main breeding ground then. But time moves on, and it's no longer that case at all. Um, with regard to Rangers having one Scottish player last night, so what is my response to that? Because uh, we here in Scotland uh, have been privileged to see. Brian Loudrop and Henrik Larsson and Lubo Moravchik and all of the other foreign players that you can mention. So it is also a 21st century world where teams the world over are cosmopolitan. They don't all come from that country. So that's just the way life is now. Um, but the the core of James's, uh, Bernard's question, junior football is junior football and senior football is senior football and the two are a World apart Bernard I wonder if Are you getting at some sort of generational thing here Where older Celtic fans who've seen hard times Are more willing to stick by Neil Lennon But this younger generation are somehow spoiled I see that a lot Is that something you subscribe to? I'm not sticking by Neil Lennon I wouldn't have had him in the first place Maybe not then. Maybe bang goes yeah. that argument because I just think yeah. it's something. It's something that you know I've seen on social media. Yeah, because if, you're, if, you, if you're a relatively young Celtic fan, you've only known success. So listen, if you if if you're not quite as successful, or if you've got go through a bad patch, then it's the first time you've had to experience it, and it's how you deal with it. And most times nowadays, people want change. Uh, whereas if you if you're you know a little bit older, then you, you you've got a little bit more balance because you've had, had, had poor times as well, but. You know, from from Berner's point of view, he, he just wanted to see his team being successful, and I think that uh, you know that if you want to call it that um, grounding that junior football used to give players, you know, they used to be put out there to toughen up. It's not quite the same as that now, but I think it's more, um, you know, the mentality of and and also then acknowledging the fact of how lucky you are to go and play at the top level. And I think some of the Celtic players might not realise how big a club it is and how lucky they are. To be playing at Celtic until such times as they leave, and if they leave and they go elsewhere, then they might think, "Wait a minute, I should have, I maybe I should have had that the old school mentality, roll my sleeve up, and appreciated what I had." It's almost difficult to break it 
down Hugh and, and talk about one aspect Because they, they clearly are all interlinked The players, the players' attitudes How much do they mm-hmm. want it? The recruitment yeah. The Neil Lennon of course which is, which is the big one So I mean Michael got in touch to say Genuine question what, what, what does Hugh think is wrong? Nobody actually tries to put their finger on it It's all the criticism but not any solutions I, I, Again You would have to be inside Lennox Town um, I, I always refer to it as a disconnect When Neil Lennon went off his head After the uh, defeat from Ferenc Varos And said there were players there Who didn't want to be there That created a problem right away uh, And now Fans look at players and say Oh he must have been one of them Because he looks disinterested um, Celtic have just played very poorly From Almost from the word go They had a 5-1 win against Hamilton Ackies First day of the season And every Celtic fan thought There you go It's easy You just turn up mm. You take five off them And on to the next match And then it started to get trickier and trickier And now they've lost their direction altogether And the recruitment has to be mentioned as well Because It's Very hard to understand That last night a uh, two million pound English Premier League defender, nowhere near the action. A five million pound goalkeeper from Greece, nowhere near it. A Yeti, five million pounds, nowhere near it. Kamala, Kamala comes on, and you think, wow, where did he come from? Um, so that has been disastrous from Celtic's point of view. They have wasted fortunes. The list is is extremely long, Jim, of factors. <laughs> One that we've not even mentioned tonight, which comes up in the show time and time again, is. The captain, Scott mm. Brown, he has a lot of he stirs up a lot of debate on this show as mm-hmm. to whether um he's still bringing his A game to the team or mm. not. What did you make of his performance last night? Yeah, it wasn't his best. You know, I mean he gave away a, a cheap penalty at the weekend there, bundling into the back, uh, Martin Boyle and I think that Neil Lennon kinda of wasn't you know best pleased with it. It was a, a needless which it was. And then last night he just got his himself in a position where he's normally gets his body in front of people and uh, you know he manages to maybe out muscle someone but again you know that that didn't happen and they lost another goal not all down to him but I think a Scott Brown at his best doesn't make these mistakes he, he, you know he reads the game sharper he gets there quicker and for whatever reason and I don't think it's he's 35 now I just think he's he, again like a number of players his, his, his levels have dropped a little bit um, he's not as influential as he was, um, although he's still an integral part. And it may be, as I've said before, I mean, I mean I'm a huge admirer of him in terms of what he contributes to the, the, the overall club. But it might be that he needs to just step away from, you know, the, the first team as on a regular basis, um, just for e- even for a few weeks, just to see how they go on without him, to see where other people can rise to the challenge. OK, thank you to Bernard and Knights. Would you take care? Bernard, let's bring in Tony in Galston tonight. Hi, Tony. Hi there, hi Gordon, hi Hugh, hi Jim Hi Tony What's jumping out for you at the moment Tony? We've, we've kind of mentioned it there It's a bit of a scattergun at the moment And so many theories about yeah. where it's going wrong What concerns you the most? Yeah well really my point is um, From probably the past eight years Since Strangers went into their B problem there uh, Celtic have not grown from a position of strength Over the years And they've let Rangers catch up with all due respect, Rangers have done well and they're the better team at the moment. But I think a lot of people on the Celtic board have got a lot to answer for, to be honest, until this happened in the first place. I don't know what your views on that, our panel. Well, I think this is a commonly held one that uh, Celtic haven't done enough to put Rangers in trouble. 
Um, but at the same time, Tony, you know, the, when Dermot Desmond felt that uh, Ronnie Dyla couldn't take Celtic any further, he brings in the Hollywood manager, Brendan Rodgers, and pays him by Scottish standards a fortune, over £2 million yeah, a year. So, you know, it's not as if Celtic haven't tried, uh, but they've now been overtaken by events because of the pandemic, losing money, um, and they have to be careful. Like everybody else, they have to be careful. The game in Scotland, in general terms, is headed for a financial precipice. That's why they're all uh, petitioning Nicola Sturgeon for uh, to try and get fans back into grounds and help the economic situation. So... Um, Celtic have done what they had to do to get to nine in a row, including the Hollywood manager, uh, and they've brought in millions of pounds worth of players. I'm not sure what else it is they're supposed to do, Tony. Well, to be fair then, at what point do you look at who's identifying those players? Because if you're talking the, the, the money, the money's been there. Celtic have spent a lot, but it's clearly not been spent wisely in the last no, couple of seasons. No. So... Nicky Hammond, what's his role in this? What's Neil Lennon's role in well, it? What's Peter Lawwell's role in it? If you are head of recruitment, which is Nicky Hammond's title, you must have a big, big say in what's been going on. I think actually the, the transfer business, the recruitment, has been so awful. I hesitate to use the word scandalous, but I'll use the word scandalous. Uh, the, the, the players have been brought in, the money that's been wasted is awful. For Celtic this season, and oh, I totally agree with you. Sure, yeah, yeah, I totally agree with you. Yeah, I would like to say as well that uh, a couple of signings under Brennan Rogers, like Marion Schwed, for instance, sorry, mm-hmm. Schwed, mm-hmm. um, was that his signing? He kept complaining about we've got a, a million wingers, uh, sort yeah, of thing. Again, so, Tony, if, if he said, uh, and everyone remembers the quote, we've got a million wingers, why do we need another one? Then that tells me that he had nothing yeah. to do with it. Well, that, to be fair, Jim, that would be the one. Brendan Rodgers had a real mixed bag mm-hmm. of of signings as well. Some of them. All managers have mixed bags. Gordon. Some of them, yeah. But at the moment, the the bag doesn't yeah. look to be that mixed. The the bad bag seems to be a bit fuller at the moment. No? Yeah, but, but listen, you, you know, no matter which club you're at, you know, you you will have success stories and failures. It's, you know, it's, it's about it's about getting most of them right or, or the majority. Um, and when Celtic were winning, you know, last season, for instance, and particularly when Neil Lennon went to the three to back and the two up top, no one really looked too much about. Yeah, C- but that's Celtic. been brought into sharp focus in the summer, surely, with Barkas and Duffy and a yeah, Yeti yeah, and so on. Yeah, as I say, they've, they've brought other players in since then. But what I'm saying to you is that in the in the past there was other players there that weren't successful, but no one really, you know, brought brought that up. Now people start looking for things as I say that I'm, I'm, I'm with, with you and, and, and with Tony as well I, I don't think the recruitment for this season has, has certainly hasn't worked out at this moment in time there, there's, there's no denying that but as I said whether that's the manager's got a part to play in it whether there's a there's a, a, a discussion with Peter Lawwell Nicky Hammond Neil Lennon whoever you know, I, I don't know if it's a if it's a if it's going to be a, almost like a committee decision or whether it's individual people. But you know, we, we're not privy to that knowledge. But whoever has been making those decisions, mm. ultimately, it hasn't worked out this season. And, and this is why, Hugh, it comes all rightly or wrongly. This is why it'll always come back to Neil Lennon because Nicky Hammond's not getting sacked tonight. Nicky Hammond isn't isn't going to be sacked in the morning, and then Celtic's results are going to improve at the weekend. That's just not the way it works. The manager. Eventually takes the, the fall for it Doesn't he? Yeah I, I always go back to Jack Ross's quote When my team wins 
It's everyone's success When my team loses It's my fault That's the history mm. of football Managers It's easy to dump a manager Rather than lots of players Tony The, the argument or the discussion Today has centred largely around the manager Mostly because he gave his press conference and, and spoke about having a good relationship with the board What what do you make of that side of things? Are you happy enough to stick with Neil Lennon at the moment Or is that ship sailed? Well to be honest with you Not I was always been a big Neil Lennon fan But I think at the moment The 10 in a row is slipping away And I think There has to be a change Because the results have proven for ourselves That it's not happening Okay, thank you very much. That was Tony and Golson. A pleasure to speak to you tonight, Tony. 01419511025. You too, Hugh Evans and Jim Duffy, have got work to do, to say the least, on this teaser. Mikey sent your question in tonight, and he says we're looking for five players who've played with Rangers and won the top tier with them since 2000 2001, and they've also won a lower league in Scotland at some point with their career for a club other than Rangers. Marvin Andrews Yes Well hey. done Hugh Keevans Marvin Andrews Won it with Rangers No 405 And he won the Scottish First Division with Livy And the Second Division with Wraith Well tell, done Tell me Tell me Weir? Alec Ray's not in this Alec Ray's not on it Davy no. Weir's not on it Davy Weir no um, Gavin Ray No Canidia No There is a Dundee connection mm. and, I, and I had a feeling you might go down the, the Dundee route mm-hmm. If I could give you a wee hint on that one we're going a, we're going back a bit for his Dundee success. We're going back a bit for his Rangers success as well, but oh. we're going back even Two, further. Two thousand and one, you say, is from two thousand to two thousand and one. But um, oh, can't think of it top my head. I need to give us time. I think. Mm, I'm actually wondering if the time frame's a little bit off on this one, but mm. anyway, right, I'll give you some thinking time. We'll get the rest of the answers next. You are the voice of Scottish football. Call 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. We are into the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard, which means Jim Duffy and Hugh Kevins have got a bit of work to do on this teaser. Some of you are making light work of it on Twitter. I must say, can you name five players that have played with Rangers since 2000-2001? They've also won a top tier with Rangers Now I should qualify I think I made a mistake earlier That top tier with Rangers Might have came just before that as well That's mm-hmm. okay Mikey did point that out in his question yeah. I just missed it um, And they've also won a lower league title At some point in their career mm-hmm. With a team other than Rangers You've got Marvin Andrews Sometimes it's easier when you hear the examples He won the top flight with Rangers And he won the first division with Livy Second division with Wraith Danny Wilson Superb He won the SPL with Rangers And he also won the championship with Hearts Yeah And uh, Goalkeeper uh, Was it Rangers in the 2003 mm-hmm. season I think Was it Neil Alexander It was a little bit later that he won the titles okay. But yes yeah. Neil Alexander He's actually won All sorts He won with He's won a couple with Livy yeah. And with Hearts as well So Neil Alexander's on there Which means you've got two to get I'll give you a wee hint Wait, wait, wait Era roughly Okay so You're looking for The the one with the Dundee connection Won the SPL In 99-2000 But carried on with Rangers For a little bit after that And he won The first division with Dundee Back in the early 90s The early 90s Wow John Brown? No No Cammy Fraser? No That was before that John Brown went to Rangers 86 or something didn't he Um. Oh, 90s 
Okay, we'll leave it there. Yeah. Uh, we'll give you some thinking mm-hmm. time. Stephen is a Rangers fan from Hamilton tonight. Hi, Stephen. Hi, Gordon. How do Jim, you, how did you look back on last night, Stephen? Just honestly, Gordon, I heard the Gerard speaking earlier, right? And he says that the last 15 minutes, the players are tired. See if they're that tired. Why not make a couple of changes then? Break up the game. Manage the game better than they did. A good question. Uh, Jim, I'll yeah. put that to you. It, is, it must be. One of the main gripes that the fans have against managers, yeah. I would imagine. Yeah, I think he did make. Um, I, th- I think uh, he did make a, a change. Um, but Stephen, you know, like any you know fan, I think always looks and thinks, you know, we should change it. Changes. Yeah, I, I think they, they don't make one midfield. No, they didn't make any changes none, at all. None. Okay, uh, as I say, well, I'll, I'll, I'll you know definitely bow to your to your knowledge. Uh, but I think yeah, I mean, if if, if that's the case. Then yeah, you're right. I mean, he could even if it's just um, freshen up um, you know, the front players to maybe put a bit of pressure on them higher up the pitch to try and try and give the the midfield defenders a little bit of a breather. Um, sometimes you don't want to change defenders because you've got that solid unit, as I said, and it's working well. Uh, and maybe midfield, but yeah, I mean, uh, you can uh, you can argue that if if, if Steven Gerrard did think that at the end of the game, then of course. And um, when you lose a couple of late goals, then then that that that's always going to be pointed out. That's for sure. And even Stephen Gerrard um, is, mm-hmm. is is not immune from any criticism. Are you not able, Stephen, in the cold light of day, to just take the positives from a, a draw against a very good team? Well, to what honestly, Gordon, last night it was after the game was absolutely furious because that's twice we've had a two goal against a, a very good Benfica side. To be fair, but you've got to manage the games better than that. And Gerrard himself said we were tired the last ten fifteen minutes. Make a change. Break up the play. Not me, just do something. Well, there's an indication of how far Rangers have come in a short space of time. Now complaining about draws against Benfica, <laughs> uh, who spent more money than anybody in the summertime. Uh, but if that's the way Stephen feels, you know he's a fan, hmm. um, and it is. It is it's quite rare in in this day and age with the size of the benches and so on. And I know we're at domestic level; we can make extra changes and so on. Um, to not make any changes is it's, well, it's, it's not seen too often here. I, I would like to hear Stephen Gerrard's explanation for that because it's not a question I've heard uh, being asked last night. Um, and I'd like to say to him, why didn't you make any changes at all? I mean, you would think yeah. even one, but no, not at all. So he must have had a reason for not doing so. Uh, I would just like to hear it from his mouth Because it's speculation and guesswork If we say Right Stephen There must be some happiness In the fact that you're still Very well placed To qualify out this group Well we're, we're just about there Aren't we Gordon? Yep um, But It's just everybody keeps going on How good a bench we've got When we didn't make any subs just, oh, I'm getting furious again about it <laughs> He's a hard man to please I don't yeah. mind that Hugh High standards isn't he? I mean he's right in a sense Game management Once you're in that position you're looking to do better It's when the, the dust settles And you look back on it And what's that Old cliche If you had offered me a point yeah, Before yeah, the yeah. game And they're taking your hand off The funny thing is We've been um, Dealing with Angry men all night um, And I do appreciate That Stephen Gerrard Has yet To win a trophy As Rangers mm-hmm. manager mm-hmm. Uh, But one thing That has been The most consistent feature Of his Time as Rangers manager Has been doing well In Europe um, even when they were getting turned over by Celtic and uh, you know losing the league by an unhealthy margin for the Rangers supporters, he always did well in Europe and he continues to do so. I know that we can't help Stephen because he's he's getting <laughs> really worked up again. Uh, but 
We come back to the point They're a point away from the last 32 In the Europa League They In all probability will win their group And they are Doing exceptionally well on a domestic level So um, I think you I mean against Comana a few weeks ago he went three at the back late in the game and he said himself that the team weren't playing well and he was protecting the league and he actually admitted that yeah. that day so last night he could have done something similar I thought well listen if we are tired if we are going to be holding on you maybe stick an extra defender on or stick an extra more defensive minded player on or whatever and freshen it up so yeah I mean I think Stephen does have a point but it's a it's a it's a difficult argument when you when you're top top of the group with two games to go yeah. and you're still only needing a point and you're playing against a team like Benfica so uh, he's a tough man to please that's for sure that's fine don't mind those high <laughs> standards thank you to Stephen and Hamilton half time between Portugal and Scotland women's national side goalless at the break chances for both sides but so far no breakthrough in Lisbon now remember Shelley Kerr not even there with the team. Uh, due to self-isolation at the moment So hopefully they can kick on without her in the second half And get that important result in Euro qualification um, Here's my tenuous coronavirus link Hugh Keevans A bit oh. of news coming out of Falkirk today uh, And that's that they have announced two players have tested positive Ahead of the game with Rangers on Sunday mm. So the pair will enter a period of self-isolation Fortunately and of course we wish them well But no other close contacts have been identified So they've managed to keep it quite small The game's not in doubt Falkirk will just be without those two For that game on Sunday Something we just have to put up with um, You know, football is not divorced from society Society is trying to combat COVID-19 So it's something that we'll just have to put up with And you rightly say we wish the, the players well And did you like mm. Jermaine Defoe's comments ahead of the game? Jimmy says I've never been to Falkirk before mm. I've heard it's really cold So I will have my <laughs> thermals I'm looking forward to it And we'll try and win the game Yeah well it is quite breezy there Because obviously they've got the three stands But the, the one over the, the little end where it's open The wind does come in there Obviously the artificial pitch as well So yeah it might be a wee eye opener for uh, Jermaine But uh, listen 300 goals mm. I don't think he's got too much to worry about yeah, You know so yeah, I think it'll be, it'll be a tough game for Rangers There's no doubt about it But uh, again, they should expect it to win And should win I just wonder if he thinks it's really far away, Hugh <laughs> I, I think It gives that impression Because it's pretty close You should visit the Falk at Wheel It's amazing The Scottish players in the dressing room Have been winding <laughs> up Jermaine Defoe uh, <laughs> And they've been telling yeah. him that This is the equivalent mm. of Ice Station Zebra <laughs> But it is the weekend Hugh That we turn our attentions to the Betfred Cup oh. It's the weekend where The big two plus Aberdeen and Motherwell The European uh, representatives from this season Join in the League Cup And I think it goes without saying Must, 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 must win for, for Celtic There will never have been this much interest In a Celtic Ross County game um, The manager is under pressure under intense scrutiny That is Absolutely Understandable In this part of the world When you're Celtic and Rangers And you've won Two of your last nine You are under pressure When you are having Zoom calls With the principal shareholder And the chief executive That is indicative Of pressure And uh, the Celtic fans Will be looking At the Ross County game Which incidentally If Celtic win It'll be 36 cup ties In a row Without defeat 36 <laughs> But Angry men all over the place Celtic Dare not Slip up 
Yes and brilliant fixtures tomorrow We're here on Saturday and Sunday this weekend A double helping for you We kick off at 2pm tomorrow 2 o'clock in the afternoon So make sure you join us for that one All that's left for us to do tonight Is see if you can get the final two answers On this question Can you name five players They've won a top flight title with Rangers They've played for Rangers since 2000-2001 And they've also won a lower league title in Scotland With a club that wasn't Rangers at some point in their career You've got Marvin Andrews, Neil Alexander and Danny Wilson Two to go Well we are reduced to bringing out the begging bowl And asking <laughs> for initials No, they're both Scottish, the ones that are remaining Scottish. Uh, Kurt Broadfoot Yes, Ooh. well done Won it the first division with St Mirren Won SPL titles with Rangers right. The last one, it's the one I thought you would get first no, no. Won the first division with Dundee in 91-92 Won the SPL with Rangers 99-2000 He's also played for the likes of Dundee United He's Billy a striker Dodds. Billy Dodds We got there in the end Thank you Jim Duffy yeah. Anthony Hugh Keevans Really really busy on the phones tonight So apologies if you didn't get through But the beauty of Clyde One Super Scoreboard We're back tomorrow to do it all over again Make sure you join us at 2 o'clock We will open the lines as well As the afternoon progresses And give you the chance to have your say But in the meantime Park yourself right there Get your weekend truly started With Mr George Bowie He's poised and ready at the window I can see him He's chomping at the bit GBX Friday's up next